Good morning. We begin by thanking our sponsors. We begin by thanking the Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tamas. We thank Naftali Tilson of Talmud Israel for sponsoring all of our shiur for the month in honor of the yard site of his dear parents, Yibiana Ben Avram Levish and Rivka Bas Yaakov. All the shiurim should be his chus for the Elias Neshama and the family should have an achama. We also thank Binyamin and Alana Levin for sponsoring all the shiurim of the week in honor of the birth of the granddaughter, Lioris Levin. Mazeltov, we also thank Alan Wiseman for sponsoring today's Daf Yomi in memory of his mother-in-law, Mildred Newman, Malka, Bas Yitzchak Asher, Neshama should have an Aliyah and the family should have a Nechama. Today's Daf is Gitin Daf Membez. We left off yesterday a little bit abruptly in the middle of a, of a Bryce, so we'll quickly just finish it off. I didn't want to start getting a track record as giving homework, so we'll try to quickly finish it off. But it's really, we're really starting, a, a, it's, it's a continuation of the same sugya, but I just want to finish off yesterday's Gemara. Yesterday's Gemara, we, we were discussing the following case, just to get us back into the swing of it. The Mishnah talked about a person who was a Chatzi Eved, so this person was originally was an Eved, and then something happened that turned this person to halfway an Eved and halfway a free person. The way we understood it, the way we explained it yesterday was that that was talking about where the person worked for two different masters. One of them decided to relinquish his ownership over the master, thereby leaving him as halfway still obligated to work for the second master, but he was freed from the first master. The Gemara went on and asked the question, what happens if there's only one master and one master decided to relinquish half of his ownership on this event? That was the discussion yesterday. We had Rebbe who said, yes, indeed, a person can do that. A person can relinquish half of their ownership on an Eved. And the Rabbanan said, no, you can't do that. And we had, we had within that dispute between Rebbe and the Chachamim, we had two different opinions about what that meant. How is that going to work? We had, in the beginning, we had Rabbah, who said that Damachlokis is only talking about when the, re, the relinquishing or the redemption of this evidence was done by a document through a star. Then we had Rav Yosef, who said the opposite. It's only talking about when it was done through money. So yesterday we brought, we went through the whole discussion as to, what they, as to why they learned, how they learned, why they explained the, the, the Machlokas that way. Then we ended off with a Brisa, which seemed to have been really, as I say, Tansing of Bedechasanas, which means it was dancing at two weddings at the same time. It seemed to have started off discussing the Halacha according to everybody, and really as, certainly according to Rabbah, according to the way Rabbah was learning. The beginning of that Brisa was was according to everybody, and then at the end was more limiting. That's why the Gemara asked the question, hold on a second, it seems like according to Rava, your explanation, which said that the Machlokas, the dispute, is only when it comes to a document that was used to free this Eved, and however, when it comes to, to a monetary redemption, everybody would agree, then that price is really going to be in two different places. It's going to start off talking about only one opinion, and then end off talking about both, and Rava said, that's fine, I have no problem with that being the case, it's not a problem. Now, we're just going to continue from five lines up from the bottom of Ashi Amar. Ravashi says that's not an issue because really the one who actually wrote that Brisa, Rebihi, that, that Brisa was put together by Rebbe. 
and therefore it's not a problem. In other words, he's able to, since he's the one who's writing it, he's able to, to, to limit the way that, that price is going to be discussing it. Now the Gemara asks the question, which really, this question, we're going to start from Elamas Nisan, this question is a question that we already know the answer to, but we only know the answer because I really, I, I really jumped ahead the, Gemara, the, the Rishonim jumped ahead because the Gemara knew this Gemara. Now, this, this is where the Gemara actually says it clearly. Remember, in the Brisa, the Brisa doesn't say, sorry, in the Mishnah that we had yesterday, Mem Aleph, Mem Aleph, Mishnah does not say how it was possible that you have a person who is a Chatzi Eved and a Chatzi Ben Chorin. We just took that for granted. So the Gemara is now going to try to figure that out. Elamas Nisan, our Mishnah, Dikatani Mishachatziv Eved, our Mishnah clearly is describing a person who's halfway in Eved and halfway in Ben-Chorin. How is that going to work? According to Rabba, this Mishnah can be talking about where he was owned by one person and that one person allowed him to be bought out halfway and that would work according to everybody. According to Yosef, Lema. Rebbe, he. let's say that our Mishnah is only following the opinion of Rebbe, the low Rabbanon, it's not following the opinion of the Rabbanon, because Rabbanon say a person cannot relinquish half of his ownership on an Eved. Amar Ravina, Ravina answers and says, no, you really missed the boat. Our Mishnah, top of Taf Mebezim and Aleph, is talking about the Eved shall shnei shutaf, and it's talking about an Eved that's owned by two partners. The divrei hakal, and that follows according to everybody. In other words, the entire machlokis between Rebbe and the chachamim is only when the person is the 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 eved. This person, eved, Mr. Eved, is owned by one person, and that one person relinquishes half of his ownership on that eved. There's a discussion between Rebbe and the chachamim about whether or not that works. However, our Mishnah is talking about a case where everybody's going to agree that he will become a chatzi eved and a chatzi ben chorin. How will that work? That will work when he is owned by two individual people. And since he's owned by two individual people, if one person relinquishes half of his ownership, uh, sorry, one person relinquishes his entire ownership, then the consequence of that will be that this Eved will be a Chatzi Eved. He's still going to be a halfway in Eved and still have to work for the other owner who did not relinquish any of his ownership. And then he'll be a Chatzi Ben Chorin. He'll be halfway free because of the previous owner who allowed him to go free. And that's the way we learn the Mishnah. Now we're going to begin with a discussion of Membez on the, the first line. Amar Rabbi says the following machlokis. Again, this machlokis between the Chachamim and Rebbe about whether or not a person can relinquish half of his ownership of an Eved is talking about is when a person says, you know what, I want to allow half of my Eved to go free, but I would like to keep the other half. So again, for all intents and purposes, he says, I want it to be free on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'd like him to still work for me. That's where we have a machlokus between Revi and the Chachamim, whether he can do that or not. However, What happens if the person relinquishes his entire ownership 
over this Eved. However, he relinquishes it in two different ways. He says, half of this Eved, essentially, I'm giving to the Eved. I'm allowing the Eved to go free. The other half of the Eved, I'm giving to my next door neighbor, or I'm selling it to my cousin, or I'm selling it to anybody else. So in that case, he essentially allowed the entire Eved to go free. However, he divided the freedom between the Eved taking back his own independence and his own freedom, and the other half he gave to somebody else. So the Gemara says, in such a case, essentially he's really relinquishing his entire ownership of the Eved, but he's gifting half the Eved to somebody else, or he's selling half the Eved to somebody else. In such a case, the Chachamim are going to agree that certainly the Eved is able to take back half of his independence, and that, that is going to work. In other words, the only time the Chachamim say that relinquishing half the ownership of your Eved is not going to work, and the Eved does not reclaim his independence at least halfway, is when the original owner still retains partial ownership. But when he gives up the entire ownership, and he divides between the Eved's independence and somebody else, in such a case, the Chachamim are going to agree that certainly the Eved reclaims half of his own independence. And the Gemara says, Since he is ultimately leaving entirely from the original owner's possession, then certainly he, he takes back at least the part that was given to him. Armalei Abaya. So Abaya says, hold on a second. Is this true? Abaya says to Rabba, Bukulu, Lo Pelek. Are they not arguing? Is this true? In other words, is it true that when he relinquishes his entire ownership, there's no argument? The problem is, just by, by way of introductions, like this, the next Gemara will be a little bit better, a little bit easier to understand. The Gemara is going to present a contradiction. The Gemara is going to present something which is not exactly our case, but it's a contradiction in a halacha when a person gifts in Eved everything that he owns. There's a contradiction. In other words, from a simple logical perspective, if a master gives everything he owns to his Eved, and then included in that will be his Eved. That would be the logical way to understand. In other words, let's just say, let's just use names. You have Avram and you'll have um, Reuben and Shimon. Reuben is the owner, and then you have Av, you have Shimon is the, make this simple. Reuben is the owner, Shimon is the Eved. So now, Reuben goes to his loyal Eved, Shimon, and says, Shimon, I am gifting you Everything that I own. So logically speaking, Ruvain now just gave Shimon, Shimon. And therefore, Shimon should be free. We're going to have a stira, a contradiction, when, what the halach is going to be, when a master says that to his Eved. We're going to try to solve it by saying it's machlokas between Rebbe and the Chachamim of our previous Gemara. And the Gemara is going to dismiss that by presenting three or four different alternative explanations. That's what's going on for the rest of today's Ahmed. And then Daf Membez discusses other halachas of a partially freed Evan. But essentially that's what we're doing here. We're trying to say that there's a machlokas between Rebbe and the Chachamim when an Adon, when a master ultimately gifts his Eved himself. So that's going to be Abayah's question. Is it true that there's no machlokith between the Chachamim and Rebbe when the Adon, when the Master gives the Eved all of his Nechassim? The problem is Vatani, 
We had a Mishnah, but Tani Chadu, we learned in Mishnah once, Hakos of Nechas of Lishni Avadav, if a person writes all of his possessions to two of his servants, Halach is Kanu, they ultimately acquire all of the possessions, all, all the possessions, Umeshacharin Zeh Es Zeh. So you have, in this case, it's going to be, you have Ruvain owns two, two Avadim, Shimon and Levi. He goes to both of them and he says, I'm giving both of you everything that I own. The halacha is they both ultimately acquire everything that he owns. Now, since they both acquired everything, they both own each other. So therefore, what's the solution? The solution is that Evan named Shimon and Evan named Levi both free the other one. And now they're, all, they're both free to go. That's what, the, that's what that Mishnah says. But Tanya Idach, we learned in another Brisa, a person says that I'm giving all my possessions to the following servants, the following Avadim of mine. The halach is af atzmam lo kanu. It doesn't work. He can't give anything to them. Not only do they not get his possessions, they don't even get to maintain or to retain ownership of themselves. So we have what seems to be a very clear contradiction. In one place it says, a person gifts all of his possessions to two servants. They ultimately take possession over everything, including the servants. Now what do they do? They just free each other, and they're both free to go. And another price, so it says that when a person gifts everything he owns to his servants, it doesn't work. They're not able to actually take possession over it. So the Gemara says, I have a simple solution to this contradiction. What's the simple solution? My love, let us just suggest, Harabi, the Harabanan. It's not a contradiction. It's just two different people talking. The first one, which says that it works, and they ultimately are able to be Kona themselves, and then free the other guy, that's exactly Rebbe. Because Rebbe says a person can indeed free half of his Ebed. So you free half, you give the other half to the other Ebed, and then each one goes ahead and frees the other one. The next price which said you can't do it is, are, is a, in accordance with the opinion of the Rabbanon, you can't free half of your Eved, and it seems like even when you relinquish the entire ownership, the Rabbanon are still, are still going to say that you cannot ultimately give away half of your Eved. That's what it seems like the Umar accomplishes with this, that in other words, Abai is trying to prove through this contradiction and the seemingly simple settlement the solution to this contradiction, it seems like that no, even when you relinquish all of your ownership, but if you do it in halfway, in other words, you do it in piecemeal with your Eved, you can't do that and the Eved does not go free. That's the way Gemara wants to say that indeed Rava will be wrong. And that is Abaya's question on Rava. The Gemara says no, that's, that, in other words, that, that's not true. That's not, that is not the proper way to solve, the, to solve this contradiction. So again, if we could find alternative ways to solve this contradiction between these two prices, then indeed Rabbah can be correct in, in saying that the Rabbanon will agree that when the owner relinquishes all of his ownership on the Avadim, just he gives half to the Eved and half to someone else, in such a case it would work. So then if we're able to come up with other solutions to this to Tira, this then Rabbah would be correct. So again, my love, the Gemara says, no, lo, it's not true. The truth is, both of these braces work according to the Rabbanon. 
And yes, the Rabbanu will agree that when a person relinquishes his entire ownership over his, av- his Eved, even if he divides it, the Eved will ultimately take back his independence at least halfway. Ha da'amar kulu, ha da'amar chatsi chatsi. The Gemara says there's a big difference. In one case, he says, I'm giving all of my possessions. The other one, he said, I'm giving half to you and half to the other one. And that's why, in that case, that we have a differentiation between whether or not he can do that based off of what his language was. If you look at Rashi, Hada Amar Kulu, Rashi is six lines in when it starts to get skinny. Hada Amar Kulu, Kamaisa, the first case, was talking about Kagon, Shekasav, Shneishtaros. He wrote two documents, Kedaprishis. Ubechol Echad, in each one, Kasav, Kol Nechasai, Leploni, Avdi, he wrote, all of my possessions should go to the following servant. In such a case, umodu Rabbanan, the Rabbanan will agree to kiva and to zikulahem achas. Since he ultimately transferred this possession to them at the same time, it's all leaving exactly at the same time. Kanu, ultimately it's going to work. However, sorry, yeah, the second case, where it said it does not work to Amar Chatsi Chatsi, that's where he used half language. In other words, Bishtar Echad, in one star, Kasav, he wrote, Chatsi Nechasai Lecha, half of my possession goes to you. To Amar Chatsi Chatsi, Bishtar Echad, Kasav Chatsi Nechasai Lecha, Bechem Besheni Lechavero, he wrote the same thing. In such a case, it's not the Rolafikach Lokano. In such a case, it won't work. Why the heavily call echad shichra chetzio? In such a case, it's a, it's exactly the same as our Gemara. In other words, if he has, if he writes, I'm giving everything over to you, so that exactly at the same time, everything leaves his possession and goes to the eved and everybody or to the two avadim. But when he says half and half, you can't give away half of your eved. That's the opinion of the rabbanon. You, you can't give away half an eved. So if you give away everything at once. It will work. If you give away half and half, it won't work. So again, this does not disprove the fact that according to the Chachamim, it is possible for a person to actually relinquish half of his ownership and allow the Evet to be a Chatsi Evet. How will that work? When he ultimately relinquishes all of his ownership at once, but divides it between one person and the other. Gemara says, all right, that would be a very nice answer, but the problem just is, going back to the Gemara, the problem is, if you learn further into that b'raisa, the second half of that b'raisa says, if you continue reading that b'raisa, it says clearly that if the person says, I'm giving half to you and half to you, it's not going to work. Now, if that's the case, that the second half of that b'raisa explicitly says, if he says half and half, it's not going to work. Then, logically, Mechlal, that implies duration to Amarkulu. The first half is where he said, I'm giving you everything. So it's very hard for you to go ahead and say that we're going to differentiate between the brysa, the two, the two brysas. One is talking about where he said, I'm giving everything. The other one is talking about where he said, I'm giving half and half. The problem is, the price that you're trying to say, that the, the guy said, I'm giving you half and half, you can't say that because the next line addresses the halacha when he says I'm giving half and half.
So if you're telling me that the first line was talking about where he said, I'm giving you half and I'm giving you half, then what is the additional information in the second line of that b'risa? The Gemara says, no. The truth is, perushi kamafarish. When you're learning that b'risa, it's really not two different cases. That b'risa actually is just explaining what it meant. And this is what it means. Af atzman lo kanu. When a person gives everything he has to both of his avadim, they don't even get themselves, and then the Bryce explains, Ketzad, what's the case? Kigon, for example, to Amr Chatsi Chatsi, where he says, I'm giving half to you and half to you. In such a case, it's not going to, going to work, according to the Chacham, because a person cannot relinquish only half of his ownership of an Evet. Morris says, Hachinami Mestavra, it actually makes sense that that Brysa was really a Perushikam and Farish was explaining the second line, was really just explaining the first line. The Isaka because if it's actually the way you understood it originally, which is that the first half of the Bryce is talking about where he said, I'm giving you your, I'm giving everything to you. So then hold on. if he says I'm giving you everything, and the Allah still is lo kanu, it doesn't work. So Amar Khatsi Khatsi mi bai. Why are you adding that if he says we're giving you half, it's not going to work? You already told me that if I try to give you everything, it doesn't work. What's the additional information you're adding when I say if I give you half of all my possessions, it's not going to work? If I can't give you all my possessions, I can't give you half my possessions. So there's no additional information when it says chatsi chatsi. The Gemara says that that's not actually a proof. In other words, just to understand, the Gemara right now, is just trying to back it up. In other words, the Gemara pretty much settled the problem. The Gemara is saying we can back up our solution by saying, nami mistavra. I actually, it seems like what we said was correct. The Gemara is going to actually find a problem with the Raya, but not ultimately dismiss the actual statement of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Imi ha, if that's your only way of substantiating what you said, that's not going to be a good proof. Why? Because it could be tana seifa legluye reisha. Sometimes we'll actually add some information in an additional case in the second half of a brisa, not because there's new information there, but because the first half of the brisa was not so clear. So therefore, we'll add in information in the second half of the actual teaching to make the first half clear. And the Gemara is going to explain how that would work. Tana seifa legluye reisha. The Gemara adds information in the second half to reveal what the first half meant. Shalot Tomar. In other words, we don't want a person to by mistake say the following. Reisha to Amar Chatsi Chatsi. The problem with the Reisha was that he said, I'm giving you half and half. Avo Amar Kulu Kanu. If he would have said, I'm giving my Avadim everything, indeed the Avadim would maintain ownership over half of their independence. Tana Seifa, we learned the second half, Tamar Chatsi, we learned the second half, which is teaching me half and half, Machlal Duresha, which teaches me the first half, the Amar Kulu, and the first half is where he said, I'm giving you everything about Pilohachi, Lo Kanu. And nevertheless, he's not going to be Kona. So therefore, in other words, it's possible, you could possibly learn the Brysa that way and say, even if you said, I'm giving you everything, it's not going to be Kona. So therefore, we learned, we learned, this, we learned the Sefer to be talking about Chatsi Chatsi. That's not how we're going to learn it. But again, it's not a proof. The fact that the, the Bryce over there added in the case of Chatsi Chatsi 
at the end is not a proof that the first half was talking about Kulu, even though ultimately that is how we are learning it. Sorry, we're not learning it. In other words, ultimately we are learning it that it's talking about the, the case where it doesn't work is where the guy said, I'm giving half to you and half to you. And that when the Brisa says that Chatsi Chatsi is coming to explain that that's what it meant in the first half. And that's why, according to the Chachamim, it's not going to work because you cannot gift your Eved half of his independence, according to the Chachamim. Either you give him everything or you give him nothing. The Gemara says, Ibai Seima. The Gemara is now going to give another possible solution to the contradiction that we had when in Adon, when a master gives his avadim, all of his possessions. In one case, we learned that it works, and now they both own each other, and therefore they have the ability, they have the liberty to free each other and then go home scot-free. The other Bryce says it does not work. We try to say that the solution to that, to that contradiction is that one opinion is Rebbe, one opinion is the Chachamim. We gave one answer so far that no, that has nothing to do with the Chachamim or Rebbe. Or, or Rebbe. It's all going to follow the opinion of the Chachamim, the difference just is whether he said I'm giving half to you or I'm giving everything to you. Another possible solution is low kasha. There's no kasha. There's no question between those two. It makes a difference whether or not he was giving over all his possessions to his avadim with one document or with two documents. If you look at Rashi, Rashi explains Bishtar Echad, it's almost equivalent to the Gemara. Right here, Bishtar Echad, when he gives one document to both of them, Lokana, that doesn't work. Why could go? And he explains, Kol Nechasai Leploni Uploni. The person writes, in one document, I'm giving all my possessions to the following two Avadim. Leploni Uploni Avadai. Why does that not work? Why? The Siv La we learn from Gittin, from a divorce document, person, if a person has two wives, he'd like to divorce both of them, he has to actually write a get to both of them. You can't get two for the price of one. You can't just write in the get, I'm divorcing both of my wives. Each one has to have their own dedicated get. And we learn the halakha is true when a person frees his avadim as well. He has to have a dedicated document to each one of his avadim, each one of his servants that he's freeing. So therefore, when he writes in the document, I hereby transfer the ownership of all my possessions to the following two avadim of mine, to Shimon and Levi, that's not going to work because you can't use a document like that to free both of your avadim. So that's why in the second b'risa it said it doesn't work because he used one, he used one star. However, had he used two staras, indeed, it would have worked. Gemara says, b'shtar echad, if it's talking about one document, my area chatsi chatsi. If that's the case, why do we have to be talking about a case where it was, where he said, I'm giving half to you and half, half to the other one? I feel amar kulu nami lokanu. Even had he said, I'm giving everything to you, it wouldn't work. Gemara says, Hachanami Kamar, indeed, that is what we're talking about. Af Atzmum Lokanu, they don't take possession of themselves. When, what's that talking about? Bishtar Echad, when it's one document. Avo Bishnei if it was done in two different documents, Kanu, he does indeed take ownership over it. Now, how do you read the continuation of the Brisa? Vim Amar Chatsi Chatsi, if a person said, 
In other words, a different case, a completely different case. A person says, I'm giving half of my Ebed to you, or half of my possessions to you, and half of my possessions to you. Af Bishne Shtaros Nami Lokanu. It won't work even if it's on two documents. So now, according to the second way of solving the problem that Bryce saw, we actually learn both halachas. We learn the, we learn the halacha that a person cannot use one document to free both of his, of his, of his avadim. We also learn a person cannot use the language of chatzi chatzi to free both of his, of, of his avadim because a person, according to the Chachamim, person does not have the ability to just relinquish half the ownership of an evet. Levi is saying a third possible solution to the steer that we had in that brisa. Lo kasha, kam achas, kam An entirely different problem. When did we say that it works? That's when we're talking about when he did it both at the same time. He gave everything over at the same time. However, when he does it one after the next, that indeed would be a typical case of doing half the Evet, and that's not going to work. Gemara says, hold on. That's a very nice explanation for the second guy. However, what happened to the first guy? I can understand why the second Evet does not actually take possession over himself. The first guy already got him. In other words, let's just take again, Shimon and Levi are the Avadim here. Ruvain goes to Shimon and says, I'm giving everything to you. And then he goes to Levi and says, I'm giving everything to you. I understand why Levi already missed the boat, because everything belongs to Shimon already. However, why can't Shimon get everything? Why are we saying that it doesn't work at all? It should be perfectly, perfectly fine for Shimon. Shimon should take possession over everything, including his co-eved named Levi. It must be, that's not a good answer. We'll wipe that one out. We're going to use the other two answers that we gave before, which is either he said half and half, or was talking about one star. And those answers will stand. But this answer of Bevas Achas, or that one we're going to have to delete, because indeed, if that was the case, Shimon should take possession over everything, and unfortunately, Levi gets nothing. Rashi Amar, Rashi presents a fourth solution to the problem. Shani Hasam, the reason why that case wasn't going to work. In other words, the case where the Bryce has said he does not take any ownership, the reason why that doesn't work is because of the language that he actually used in that transaction. He said very clear, I'm giving this to my servants. Now, if you call somebody a servant, you're clearly delineating in your language, you're clearly implying that what you meant to say is he's still your servant. You can't say I'm giving everything to my servant, and which means I'm giving everything, including himself, because he's not a servant. Hold on a second. Why are you getting so nitpicky on the language over here? He's just referring to these people as his servants because that's what they were. That's how he knows them for all these years. As his servants, he just, mean, he just means the Avadim that they were. It doesn't mean that they always will be servants forever. Have we not learned in the Mishnah? A person writes all of his possessions to his servant. Talach is he goes out free. Now, if when he's giving all his possession over to his servant, he leaves over a little bit of the possession of his of his karka of his real of his real property, lo he does not go free. So Rashi explains, I'll just explain it very quickly. Even if he does not, if he does not specify 
any karka. So then we have no idea which karka he's talking about. We have no idea which real property he's talking about. And therefore, we can't know what he gave. Now, there's a concept called, called palgina dibura. Sometimes when there's a problem in a transaction, we could say, let's isolate the problem and leave the problem by itself. That's called palgina dibura. Let, let's leave the problem as an isolated problem, but everything which is settled will be settled. However, some people do not say Pagin Dibur. In some cases, we won't divide his language. And what we're going to say is, if there's a problem in the transaction, the whole transaction falls apart. Now, that's what it means. Shir karka kolshehu, lo If you left over a piece of property, but you didn't specify which one, then nothing worked. It does not go to because we can't identify which property is. Shimon Omer, Shimon says, He's always going to be a free man. Until he says, all of my possessions will be given to somebody else. Sorry. All my possessions is given to the following servant. Besides one ten thousandth of what I have, the reason why it doesn't work is it's because he specified one ten thousandth of what he's leaving over. Had he not actually included that language, had he just used any other language, and, but, the, but he still would have said avdi to the following servant, it would work, and he would go to Cheros. Indeed, this servant would take a possession over everything, including himself. So the Gemara asks, hold on, why would that work? Am I? He said, I'm giving everything to the following servant of mine. Now, we just got finished saying that if you call him a servant, you're implying that he shouldn't be free. Ella, rather, why does it work? Because when he said, Avdi, Avdi Shahayakvar, he just means the servant that he was. He's referring to him as a servant, not because he actually means that halachically he should remain a servant. Rather, that's the way he refers to him, because that's how he knows him. Hachanami, here too, Avadai, Shahayukvar, it's possible when he's saying, I'm giving these possessions to the following two servants of mine, he doesn't mean that they should remain servants forever. He means, it's just a point of reference, these people who were my servants. So we're going to have to dismiss that answer as well. The Gemara now goes on to a different discussion. What happens if a person has a chatzi ever and chatzi ben chorin and nogchu shar yom shel rabo le rabo yom shel atzmo le atzmo you have an, a, this servant who is a partial Eved, partially free. So let's just make it simple. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he's free. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he has to, he has to report to work. What's the halacha if this Eved actually gets damaged by somebody else's ox? Sigmar says it depends. If it's on a freedom day, then ultimately the compensation goes to him. If it's on a day that he actually has to report to work, then the compensation goes to his master. The Gemara says, is that true? Elami at, if that's the case, Yom Shal Rabo Yisa Shivcha, Yom Shal Atzmo Yisa Ben Choren, could we actually divide a person's halachic status like that and say that on a day that he's an Evet, he's actually a full-fledged Evet? On a day that he's a servant, he's a full-fledged, sorry, a day that he's free, he's, full, he's, he's really free, then that would mean you can marry two different types of people, different days of the week. Gemara says, no, we're not talking about the Isurim, we're talking about financial, monetary issues, monetary issues we could divide between the days of the week, but not issues of Isur Vahetar. 
Gemara says Tashmah. Let's try to prove whether this is true. Hamis Mishachetziv Evet Vechetziv Bechorin. We talked about a case where an ox actually caused some physical damage. What happens if a person actually kills a Sharmuad? Sorry, not a person, a Sharmuad. An ox, which is a wild ox, actually kills the Evet. Now, which Evet is it? It's the Chatzi Evet Chatzi Ben Chorin. What's the halacha? No saying Chatzi Knas the Rabo. He gives half of the knas of the fine payment to the master. Turn the page, but base on the base. Pachatzi kofer liyarshav, and he gives half of the worth to the in, to those to the children to the yarshim of the Evan. Just some background. What this means? The halacha is that when a sharmud kills an eved, then he pays a fixed rate, a fine. The owner pays a fixed fine of shloshim shekel. That's it. It's a shloshim kesef. He gives a fixed rate of 30 silver coins for the, for the Eved who was killed. If a Sharmuad, a wild ox, kills a Ben Chorin, a free person, then we evaluate the value of the person. It's not the person's value, obviously, a person doesn't have value, but it's a market value for work, and that's what he has to pay. Now, this person is halfway free, halfway in Eved, so what he does is he pays 15 to the master, and he pays half of the value to the children of, or to the Yarshim, of the Eved. Now hold on a second, am I? Why, why do we just split it like that? We should say, Yom If it was a work day, he should pay the entire 30 shekel, 30 kesef to the master. Yom Shalatzmo, if, if it was an Independence Day, then he pays everything to his Yarshim. Gwara says, that's different because he's dead. When he's dead, there's no way to divide it because he's not alive. So Gemara says, hold on. What's going to be the case? Where the entire principle is not going to be used up. What is that? Gemara says, the axe actually hit him on the hand. It literally means his hand dried out. But it means he was injured on his hand. Ultimately, it's going to get better. So that's a case where we can have damage, though ultimately it, it's just, it's a temporary damage, and then he's going to pay depending on, on, on which day it is. That's going to work well according to Abayah. That will work well according to Abayah who says, you, indeed, the, the, he, will, he will give him Shevaz Gedol and Shevaz Gedol. I'll explain this in just a minute. Shaper, that's fine. According to Rav, says you only give him the shifta of that day. So let's just explain. There is Shevas Gedola and Shevas Gedola. What is Shevas Gedola? Shevas Gedola is when a person ultimately has to lower their value of their work. The, the example that's usually give, given for this in the Gemara is if a person is a diamond cutter. So a diamond cutter is a very professional, a very, a very specific professional niche, and not everybody can do that. You have to have very precise hands, you have to know how to design diamonds, you have to know how to cut diamonds, so it requires very precise skills, and it's something which is paid very well. Now, if a person gets hurt, and they can't do that, so now they can't use their arms, what can they do? They can use their eyes. So they can be what's called a shomer kishuin. They can be someone who sits at the at a cucumber field and just makes sure that nobody comes and steals cucumbers. It's a fairly low skill job and it's a minimum wage job. Now, if a person loses their ability to be able to use the skill of their hands, the precision of their hands, and can only become a, 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 a cucumber watcher, so that's a decrease in wage. That's Shevetz Gedolo, or a person 
fills in the difference in their in their their in their skill. So they take them from a high-paying job to a low-paying job. Shevis Katana is simply said it's unemployment, which is where a person is unable to work and they get paid a standard rate of unemployment. So now, according to Abaya that says that this Evid will get both Shevis Gadola and Shevis Katana, we understand how it's divided between, between himself and the master. But Rava says the only thing that he gets is... Shevis Katana, which is unemployment. He just gets the unemployment of a daily rate. That's sorry. It's gonna be it's gonna be the, the damage, the shit of Yom the amount that, the amount of money that it's not the unemployment, it's the amount of money that he gets paid less because he can't use his professional skills. Hai sharhu, this is regular damage of a shar, which is different than damage of a human being. If a person damages somebody, if a, per, if a person inflicts damage on someone else, they have to actually pay them what's considered chevest unemployment. However, when a shar causes damage to a person, they just pay the actual damage, which is how much they're causing them to lose. So, hai sharhu, a shar in a mashal and a nezek. A shar only pay, pays nezek. Gemara says, Ibai is saying, I could either suggest Kishiko Adam, the case that's talking about where he divides the payment between himself and the masters when a person hit him, therefore it would make sense. Ibai is saying, others could suggest Memra. This is just a, specifically a Memra. A Memra, Larava, Osvirale. This Brysa was not following the Memra of Rava. In other words, it's not a mission, it's not a Brysa, it's Rava's statement. We don't have to follow Rava's statement. The Gemara asks the following question. What happens if you have somebody who is an Eved? He was essentially freed. He bought himself out, but he's just still missing the document, the legal document that frees him. Yesh lo knas, o ein lo knas. Will there be the knas of the 30, the 30 kasef? In other words, so you have an Eved who's essentially freed. He's just waiting for the paperwork to be signed. If somebody kills that Eved, Will there be a knas of 30 silver of, of 30 silver coins or not? Gemara says, I can explain it. The Pasuk says you give it to his master. This guy's not a Zadon, he's already bought out. Odilma, maybe get since he's actually missing the paperwork, Adon Karinabe. He's still considered to be his master. The Gemara tries to bring a raya from a number of cases. Tashima. Hamas. Person kills me, Shechetzif Eved Chetzif Ben Chorin. Person who's in half an Eved or half a Ben Chorin, the Lach is no sin Chatzik Nas Larabo, the Chatziko for the Yarshav. The Bryce that we just brought, my love, let us suggest Kemishnah Chrona. That's following the Mishnah Chrona. What does Mishnah Chrona mean? It means in our Mishnah we had a Machlokas between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Ultimately, Beis Hillel agreed to Beis Shammai and said, I agree that we forced the second master to actually let him go. And that ultimately is we force him to let him go, so the actual freedom was done, but the paperwork was not signed, and still the halacha is, he actually has to pay. Mar says, look, Mishnah Rishona, this is not talking about after Basil agreed, we're, only, we're talking about where Basil was still disagreeing, and therefore, according to Basil, he's not a free man, and that's the reason why he has to pay. Tashma, I'll try to bring another ayah. Halacha is, if a master actually blinds, or knocks at, blinds his Eved, or knocks out his tooth, Yotze Bishino, he goes out 
with his tooth, because in other words, he knocked out his tooth first, so therefore he becomes free. The notes in the now he has to pay him the value of his eye. Now hold on. If you're telling me that if he is essentially technically freed, but missing the paperwork, then the knas, the fine will go to his master. Now if another person would come by and do damage to this evet. Yavi Leila Rabbi, he would still pay it to the master. Chavel be Rabbi Gufei, the master himself hits him. Yavle Lididei, should give it to him. And the Gemara says, yes, still Makman Amr Enotzarach. Maybe this is following the Mand Amr who says that when a person, when, a, when, a, when an Eved sustains a physical injury, does not have to have a, a, a star. In other words, we try to prove from here that the second his tooth gets knocked out, knocked out He's a free man, even though the paperwork is not completed. Gemara says, no, that's not a raya. Maybe, indeed, you do not have to have any paperwork when a tooth gets knocked out. Where do we know that there's such a precedent? For that, the Tanya, for it says in Abraisa, Bakulan, with all the physical damages, Eved Yotzeben Lecheros, the Eved goes out for free, Vitzarach get Shechor, he has to actually have a document to get Shechor to let him go, Mirabah from his master. Dibre Bishmo, that's Bishmo's opinion. Bimeir Omer, Mer says, Enotzarach does not have to have the paperwork. Lazar Omer Tzarach, Lazar says yes, he has to have the, the paperwork. Bitarf and Omer, Enu Tzarach, Tarfa says no, do not have to have the Get Shechor. The Kiva Omer Tzarach, Kiva says yes, you do have to have the paperwork. Hamachriyan, Lefnei Chachamim, those ultimately decided the halacha. In front of the Chachamim, only they say, Nirin Divri Ritarfin, we follow the rule of Ritarfin, that he does not need to have the paperwork. Beshein Ba'ayin, when we're talking about an eye, or a tooth, why? Since the Torah actually grants him his freedom when his eye or his tooth gets knocked out. Vedivir Rebekiva will follow Rebekiva that he does, he does have to have the document, Bashari Varam with all the other limbs, Hayal Knaskachamim, who since it's only a Knaskacham, the says, hold on. Knas, it's not a knas. Hakroigarashina. We learned this from Sukkim. Gemara says, Ella Ema, let's say Hail Umedrish Kachamhu. We need the Kachamu to ultimately darshan this from the Psukim. So therefore, we're gonna follow the opinion of Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva over there. All, but the bottom line is we see that there's an opinion that says you do not have to have a get shikhar to let him go. Yibailahu, one more one more shadow before we finish. Yibailahu. Mulk of get shikhar. If you have an Eved who does not have his paperwork signed. Can he eat truma during that period of time if he's owned by, by, by a Kohen? Can he eat truma? Gemara says, Kinyan Kaspo, the, the Torah refers to an Eved as Kinyan Kaspo. I love Kinyan Kaspo, who he's not owned by him. Since he's missing his get shechur, Kinyan Kaspo, Kirinabe will still consider it to be a financial. Um, ownership that the owner has over him, Tashmal, bring a riot, the Amarav, Masharshia, Masharshia said, Kohenes. If you have a Kohenes, a female Kohen, Shinis Ariv Vlad Bivlad Shivchasa. Both her and her Shivcha had a baby at the same time, and the babies got mixed up. You're not sure which one is the child of the Kohenes, which one is the child of the Shivcha. What's the Allah? Hare Elu Ochlin Betruma. Both of them can eat Truma, keep that in mind. The Chalkin Echad Al Gorin, they both go at the same time to the silo, to the, to the distribution point of the truma, they have to go together, they can't go alone because we don't want it to ultimately be a michshel down the line that we're going to think that the Eved is indeed a Kohen. Higdilu, when they get older, Higdilu when this mix, these two mixed up children grow up, Meshachrin, they both have to free each other. So you see clearly that they're waiting till they grow up 
to get a get shechrer. And still, they're allowed to eat truma. The Gemara says, What's the comparison? Nothing. To do. This is this is incomparable. In that case, one of them is for sure an eved. One of them is for sure not an eved. The question is which one. In our case, he was already redeemed. He's just missing his paperwork. It's a very different case. We'll stop here. Everyone have a wonderful day.